Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Hey, everybody. This is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about, what else? Scary movies. I'm Tara. And hello, I am Matt. Uh, I wonder if you guys are interested to know that a rare book dealer, while seeking out the last two copies of a demon text, gets drawn into a conspiracy with supernatural overtones. Leave the unknown alone in the 1999 film, The Ninth Gate. All right, so right out of the box, I'm just going to be very clear about this. This is one of my favorite movies ever, literally. Oh my gosh, I love this yeah. movie. So does my husband. It's mm-hmm. it's so brilliant. Um, and of course, it's it's Roman Polanski, yes, it um, is. who, well, not really a great person, is an amazing, amazing director. You want to leave his uh, personal yeah, we're going to leave out of there. personal stuff out of this. But it's an amazing. He's an amazing director. Yes. Best known probably for Chinatown and Rosemary's Baby. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, Rosemary's Baby, another fantastic horror movie. Great book. Read it. Um, another thing I noticed this time watching this in the um, opening credits was that it is a French-Spanish co-production. That's right. Yep. So it's not, it was not produced in Hollywood. Well, because um, let's, and we said we're not going to touch on it, but Roman Polanski needs to make his movies overseas now. And that's, well, and that's yeah. the last we're going to say about that. So. I guess at that point he already did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yep. Not a Hollywood movie, French Spanish co-production because of reasons. Um, Another interesting thing that I, that I learned about this movie was that the characters of the Kaliza twins, who are also the workmen later on in the movie, um, they were not played by a professional actor. They were played by a guy who is by trade an assistant director and production manager. I think I heard that. Yeah. He was like nervous about it. And then Roman Polanski himself voiced the part of one of the twins. Oh, okay. Very so good. that's Rome. One of those twins. I don't know which one is Roman Polanski's voice. Very cool. Um, and I also that's, have those, those two are weird. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're wild. They're fun. Yeah. And I think that I think the man who he cast did a fantastic job at it. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Um, I think he was great. So I have also today, I have a, 
Drum roll, please. True crime connection. Okay. The blonde woman who reads, she reads the book, um, How to Make Friends and Influence People. Charles Manson also read and used this book. Yes. We love Charles Manson around here. He is responsible for the killing of Sharon Tate, Roman Polanski's wife. Very good. Okay. That's a good, uh, um, like six degrees, whatever kind of, yeah, that's great. That's great. So that's my connection for today. Okay. No, that's very good. I had almost forgotten about that one. That's my connection for today. That's excellent. Um, so do we want to jump on in? Oh, this movie's so good. Yeah. Oh, so start talking about from the, the, okay. The fantastic opening, right? Yeah. We see an old man at his writing desk. He's He's all calm. Writing a letter. Yep. Just writing a letter. And then he just finishes, puts it in an envelope, gets up, walks around the desk and hangs himself. And he's in this beautifully ornate office. And of course, they they, oh. they show what's going to happen. They show the footstool. Right. They show the noose. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just like writing a letter. And he just, okay, now, now it's time to kill myself. Gets up and hangs himself. Yep. And then there's this amazing shot, this slow pan mm, from yeah. his, I think it's from his feet, his dangling yeah. feet, yeah. over to the bookshelf. Yep. And along the bookshelf to reveal one missing book yep that's right oh it's such a good opening because yeah, all dies. you think is what what happened to that book what's with the book what's going on here and then it dives of course <sighs> into the credits and of course we are enter um nine animated nine gates, gates. of course mm-hmm. to go into before we get into the movie that's right and i'd say the music um don't the symphonic the music, music in that, this that is music. so amazing don't it's even get started so with that stuff good. i own the soundtrack yes oh. i do and it, it is it is one of the things that makes that movie so amazing. It's a brilliant soundtrack. Yep. It really is. I randomly just hum it to myself when it comes and pops <laughs> in my head. You so would. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Um, so then after the credits, right, we're in New York. We meet Johnny Depp. Um, Dean as Corso. Dean Corso. That's right. Yep. Um, and he's evaluating books for this couple. And he basically fleeces them out of a Don Quixote well, from 1780 for like almost nothing. Remember it's, it's, it's these, it's this couple and it's, I think the, the husband's father who had a stroke, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like an invalid at this point and they're going through all his books and you can see though the guy is still with it. Cause he's like, Argh! and he's getting yeah. all mad and he's making a fist. Cause he realizes yeah. they're taking all my millions of dollars of books. All my good books. And yeah. He can't and do anything about them. it. Oh, I would be. And then, I love the part where uh, he's leaving on the elevator and he sees that other book dealer and that one guy still, you're <laughs> scrupi- a scrupulous, thoroughly unscrupulous. Scrupulous. <laughs> I love that guy. That's such a good, yep. like just few line role. It's, it's, it's some of them. I mean, I can recite, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll recite, we'll recite lines later, but yeah. And then he goes back to his buddy's bookstore. Yeah. And he has a copy. Like Bernie. What? 1800 or oh, I forget what year it is. Yeah. Don Quixote. Well, it's the for 1780 like, Don yes, Quixote. For like four grand. Yep. That he sells to Bernie yep. for much more than what he paid for it. Of course he did. Um, and so that's when we meet Bernie. Bernie's rare books. After Yeah. Bernie's rare books. And then after that, we, he uh, pops into a lecture about witches at Balkan Press. Which by the way, Please tell me where there are those happening in the world so I can attend these. Um, seriously. Because and, that uh, was amazing. Yeah. And this is where we first see the pretty blonde woman. So um, I believe that whenever I read anything, they refer to her as the girl. 
the girl. Yes, I know. I wrote in my notes the blonde woman, but she is the girl. The girl, and I her believe character. her name is Emmanuel Signer. Signer, and it's, I. Is, it's definitely Emmanuel something. Isn't she married to Roman? Yeah, Polanski? Emmanuel Signer. Um, I believe she. she is. I believe. Oh she is. well, there we go. There's a connection. I believe she is. Um, she's gorgeous. Anyways. Yeah, she's a model. I <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um. So we will remember her because she'll not, keep popping up. Not so up. much gorgeous as just like, um, I, I don't even know the right word to describe her really. Like ethereal. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's almost not, well, again, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it. She's, yeah. But yeah. So, so she's there. The lecturer ends up being, um, Corso's Bo- client. Boris Balkan. Boris Balkan by Frank Langella. And he is great. I oh, love so good. his character and some of those lines. So yeah, Corso, he falls asleep in, in, in the lecture and he comes over and says, I'm sorry. Did, you know, did, did I, did I, what does he say to him? He says something to him about him falling asleep. He's, oh, did I snore? No, it didn't. Oh, yeah, thank, did you, snore? thank you for asking. No, you didn't. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Right. So they get in the elevator to go up to his like penthouse office. And what is note? Okay. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. Say it. Yep. The floor code. Yep. <laughs> six, six, is six, six, six. six. <laughs> I love um, it. It gets better. So good. And, um, and the lines inside the elevator they have with each other are great. Where, he, where he's talking about, you know, don't you sleep nights? And he's like, oh, like a baby. And he starts talking oh, about these yeah. Julius Caesar stabbing people in the back moments. And he, they just start talking about stuff and how, you know, men like you don't have many friends or whatever. And he starts talking to him and he says, you don't like me, do you? And he says, I don't have to like you. You're a client and you pay well. Yeah. Yeah, yep. this is this is our our heroes. I use the term loosely. Our heroes' uh, moral code here. Yep, <laughs> we're we're seeing it very quickly. Yep. So Balkan collects books about the devil. That's his collection. You'll never see a bigger collection anywhere in the world. He says it's right? huge, and he's just gotten his hands on a masterpiece. The Nine Gates of the Kingdom of Shadows. Should we talk about how awesome that room is in his collection, though, real quick? Just like okay. how incredible. His air pressurized room. With the tinted glass and the doors. That, oh, and by the way, let's also note again, what is the code to open the doors? 666. 666. <laughs> That's right. And it has these like tinted glass windows that open. I mean, yeah, just what, this is the kind of stuff that makes this movie so great. Is just the, these little atmospheric pieces that go into it like this is mm-hmm. something you you would even if you don't like books you'd want to go visit this place yeah right. it's it's so cool oh and then God. there's like the the next room with the like open open windows and oh it, it's a gorgeous place oh my god i would live there yes um and i would keep all the books yes <laughs> and the thing is he's so rich he doesn't live there. he just has a room for this that's all it is right it's just his office or yep. something Balkan press. Um, it's kind of like Trump Tower, sort of, right? Balkan press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he tells Corso there are only three extant copies of the Nine Gates of the Kingdom of Shadows, right. and he thinks that only one is real. That's right. So he wants um, wants Corso to go and find out which of the remaining books is real, and then if his isn't the one that's real, to get the real one. Right, because with this, with a real copy of the book. Well, he doesn't specifically say go get it. He just wants him. I mean, his plan is already done in his head. He just he he's gonna lead him along basically. And he, yeah. He, want, so, he just wants to know if his copy is authentic. Yeah. So he wants to know if his copy is authentic, and if not, which you know, if the right. other ones are. Right. 
Um, and of course, with the real copy of the book, he could conjure the devil. That's well. So yeah. So the background. So the, that's also awesome. That book he has is sitting on a pedestal. It, it, it basically is set up like you would see in a church where the Bible is mm-hmm. sitting on this, just sitting up on there and it's all by itself. You have these, yeah, these floor to ceiling glass windows of New York city. I mean, this thing is like presentation wise, unbelievable. Oh yeah. yeah. And so reputedly, um, Aristido Torquio was the author and he wrote the book of course in 1666, wrote this book and apparently he wrote it with the devil and yes. it's done right by looking at the engravings. It has the power to, to conjure the Prince of darkness. That's right. Yes. So, uh, so first stop, Corso goes to speak with the wife of the man who killed himself in the beginning. Liana who Telfer. Is, yeah, Rihanna Telfer, who that is who, or excuse me, Liana Telfer, that is who um, had killed himself in the very beginning of the movie. So he had sold the book to Balkan. That was the missing book in his bookcase. I love that um, Mrs. Telfer calls him a book detective yes making it very clear that this is a noir oh yeah this is a noir detective movie the gumshoe yes he is he is a gumshoe um he's an an intellectual gumshoe if you will so she is she is also you know kind of a femme fatale i would say oh yeah um maybe just a little oh yeah she has she has that snake tattoo and they're talking about mm-hmm. how they're in his apartment, and he's like, I've seen this before. It's a scene in the movie. The woman pulls up her leg, and she has a gun. And then she shows off, and she pulls up her dress, but she has no gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. But the snake tattoo. Yeah, the snake tattoo. Um, so then he, uh, I think he goes to the library to look up stuff about the engravings mm-hmm. and things and right. the books. Um, and she, the blonde, uh, the girl is there. Right. But then she's not. But then she is. But no, he, she's not. Yeah, you see, he, he pulls out the book from the bookcase. And when he pulls the book out, he sees her behind. And then he walks. It's kind of like that scene in Halloween. Remember when she sees him behind the hedge? It's kind of like that. And then he looks around the corner real quick and she's gone. It's that same thing. And she's of not thing. there. Yeah. yeah. And then he sees her again on a balcony. Yes, and then he looks back up and she's gone. Yeah. Yep. So she just, she's going to keep popping up throughout the movie until yes. we finally really meet her. That's right. Um, so after the library, Corso gets back home and his door is open. His place has been ransacked. Yep. So he goes to his bookseller friend, Bernie, and asks him to keep the book for him until he comes back and to I, get it before he gets on the plane to go to Portugal and France. I love to I, compare the books. I love what he says. Uh, just, I've, I've been seeing a lot of things, uninvited visitors, unfamiliar faces, he says. Yeah. So he uninvited visitors, yep. unfamiliar faces. Oh, I forgot about one other great line about uh balkan when they're sitting there in the in, in his book uh floor whatever it is there and he gives him the check and tells him this is to get started about how you know you never see the money but you're sure it's you know probably a million bucks or something oh yeah yeah more. and they're talking about how why he trusts him or whatever and he says a great line that i that i use all oh. the time there's nothing better than a man whose loyalty can be bought for cold hard cash yes and i thought that is yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good that, that could describe a lot of people Oh yeah. Yep. That's, that's a very good line. Yeah. So the, another thing, another like just little thing that I love in the scene where he's with his bookseller friend, giving him the book to, to keep for him for now, there's a, the bookshop is partially underground. Is. And it so is. this, the yeah. windows are high up and they're at ground level. Yep. And there's this shot of someone dropping a cigarette and then putting it out with their shoe yes. as they walk outside the window. Yes. 
I love that is good. That I shot. forgot about that. Yes, and excellent. I think now that it may actually be the Telfer? person who's following him. Okay, it could be yeah. Telfer's Telfer's man. Or now her, yeah, I think yeah. it might be because they make a thing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just something neat to throw in there. Who knows? Right, right. Yeah, it's it's such a good shot though. Yeah, oh, it looks so cool. good. I forgot about that. Um, so then he goes back to his place. Miss Telfer shows up there and asks him to get the book back for her. Oh, and by the way, she smokes black cigarettes. Oh, they're um, what are those? What are those? Um, cloves. Uh, I don't. I think they're. I think right. I don't know. Maybe all the ones I've, all the I just know I've they're ever, black. All the clothes I've ever seen are, are, are that that color usually, or like green. I just or know yeah. they are black as sin. Yeah, yeah, which is which is interesting. Um, yeah. and she and she is coming onto him hard with oh. her little snake tattoo on her thigh. I mean, dude, she's a femme fatale. Okay, oh, yeah. so of course, of course, he has to sleep with her of because course. she's the femme fatale. Of course, and then she breaks a bottle of booze over his head. <laughs> then yeah, then she tries to swipe the book. Breaks breaks the bottle of booze over his head and yeah. and gets out. So she's there's no book there, of course. No. And when he goes back to Bernie's bookstore, like to to go get the book, yeah. Bernie is dead, hanging upside down. Yes. And we will learn when we start really getting into. But I think looking at the book, maybe because I've seen it so many times. But wasn't that already revealed somehow? Didn't we already see that? Leading, or maybe did I'm, we already see that engraving? I feel like we did. Maybe just I've seen the movie so many times, and I'm just oh, it doesn't matter. But so whenever we see it, him he is hung upside down in the same pose as one of the engravings. Right. Yep. So it definitely seems to have to do with the book. Yep. So, and I love this. His reaction is like, he literally like looks at him, like kind of dismayed for, for a few seconds and then just creeps past him to get yes. upstairs <laughs> to the hidey hole where he can get the book. Make and then sure, he's off to the airport. Sure he doesn't touch him or anything like that. Right, right. right. Yeah. And then he's off to the airport. Yeah. I mean, this is his friend and he's just like, well, let me yeah. go get the book. <laughs> I'd say friend is a word to use loosely with him, but that's okay. Uh, that's true. I don't know that he has any true no. friends. Oh, no. Which, um, which, which, which plays a role in his character, but anyway. Yeah. And so of course, after this, after this murder, he calls Balkan from a phone booth at the airport and is like, do you remember phone booths? They're a thing that exists in this movie. Airport or, <laughs> or he was in the cab or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. He stops, he stops in the cab and yeah. calls him from a phone booth on the street and he, he tries to quit. Yeah, he does. He tells and, him he's a resourceful guy and he'll double his money or whatever and just go ahead yep. and keep going. Yeah. And then basically it's just gone. He's like trying to talk to him and, and Balkan's just gone. Yep. So he gets on the plane. Oh, that's when he sees that. That's when he sees that the book has the hanged man yes. in the same posture as Bernie. Yep. So, so first stop for for uh, trying to look at the other two books is Portugal, and is he Portugal goes or to is the it Spain. It's Portugal. Yeah, I guess it's All Portugal. Right. All right, and he he goes to the twin booksellers. Those guys are great. The what, what um, are they? The, the Chinesa, the Seneza brothers, whatever. The the Kalisa twins. Okay, yeah. So he goes to the books, uh, the booksellers, and these are the guys who Mrs. Telfer had bought the book from. Mrs. Telfer, not Mr. Telfer, like and she told him right, to begin right. with. That's right. So she lied to him in the beginning and said that her husband bought the book, but she was the one who really wanted it. And the twin booksellers tell him, well, he just bought it for her. Yep. They also are the ones who tell him that Lucifer co-wrote the book. Mm-hmm. 
and did some of the illustrations and they're like laughing while they're talking about it. These and guys are great. And they're, cause they're showing, is that when they start showing them the engravings, the different names inside the engravings, right? Yeah. They, sh- they show uh, them how there's different names. Mm-hmm. So because the cool so thing- there's different, there's different little signatures hidden in, in the, in the engravings. So most of them say AT for Aristide Torquia, the author, but then some of them say LCF. And it's funny cause he shows it to them and he's, he's talking to him. And he shows it because like, look, and, Corso sees LCF and the guys are telling, they're all funny. Yeah, think about it, senor. He tells him and he goes, he looks at me, he goes, no, you can't be Lucifer. And they're like, yeah. well, yeah, pretty much. And they start yeah. talking about, yeah, those guys are great. And they start talking about how you would forge a book and how you could make, maybe how hard it would be to, to make a forgery of a book. And they start going and you're wondering like, why do these guys know so much about this stuff or whatever? But yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And so he leaves after they've told him all this, he leaves and outside he's almost buried under a falling scaffolding. So we think that's right after they made the point to talk about one of the, one of the gates, one of the um, drawings that had a danger from above. Didn't they mention that to him while he was in the store? Oh yeah, they do. They mentioned the danger. Yeah. They mentioned the danger from above and then the, and then the scaffolding. Oh, I had not caught that. Good Uh, catch. Um, So then he gets, (laughs) Then he gets on the train to go visit Mr. Fargus, who's who owns one of the other books. The Fargus collection. And he sees the blonde woman again on the train. And this is when girl. he first speaks to her. The girl, excuse me. He sees the girl. She's very um she's very sort of coy and doesn't really answer his questions. Are you a student? She's like, if you say so. Yeah. Of a sort. Of a yeah, sort. Yeah, of a sort, right. She wears mismatched um, socks with tennis shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. She she does indeed. So he goes to visit Mr. Fargus, um, one of the Nine Gates book owners, and Fargus points out a slight discoloration on the Who back of Balkan's awesome... copy. So that's how we know Balkan Balkan which ones is Balkan's. Right. And he lives in a pretty awesome like mansion, by the way. So he lives in like an old like kind of decrepit mansion. He even talks about how they don't have like I think he's a like a a lord or something a noble and they yeah. don't have the money to keep it up anymore that was i was wondering that so yeah they, obviously he's leaving the place but they never really explain why so okay anyway it doesn't really matter yeah but he still has he still has his book collection sort and, of he um, said he had like thousands of them and now he only yeah has like he has or something. he has some of it right um but all the and they're like out on the floor and he says he dusts them every day and he says there's like he has like 700 books about the occult. Now I'm just thinking, yeah. oh my God, I, need, I want to go to your house right now. <laughs> yeah. Are, are there even 700 books oh my God. on the occult in existence? I don't know, but I hope there are. And that's what I love awesome. about the, yeah, part of the thing I love is, I mean, could you imagine seeing something like that? That is, that is, un- that is amazing. It's just fascinating. Yes, I mean, fascinating. it would be so it's interesting to see. Yeah. So, um, so this is when Corso compares the his book, well, Balkan's book, yeah. with the Fargus book. Yep. And that's when he finds there are some discrepancies in some of the engravings. Some of the signatures um, where it says AT in, in Balkan's book, it says LCF uh-huh. in Mr. Fargus' book. Yep. So And the different, don't forget the different... Um... Like keys in one hand. Oh yeah, and, and the keys in the, the wrong hand. The number of turrets inside the tower, and yeah, and things yeah. like that. So he's finding these discrepancies. So he starts making a list, sort of. He does. He has a little list he's got. Yeah. Um, of which ones have like the LCF signature, 
And uh, let's see, outside the Fargus estate, he's almost run down by a car. Yes, he is. And by an unknown assailant. Yeah, by an unknown assailant. And then a blonde on a motorcycle comes up and speeds away mm. after it. Who so would who that knows be? what happens there? Yeah, right. yeah she, she's got the she's got the visor down on her helmet. So we, we aren't sure that it's the girl, but but we know it's the girl. Um and then she's at his her, his hotel. Is she back? When he there? gets to his hotel. Yep. Yeah, okay. So he uh tells Balkan on the phone, he gets on the phone, tells Balkan about the discrepancies and says that Fargus said he wouldn't sell a cop, his copy for his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, the blonde tells him he has to go back. Actually, I guess it's the next morning. The next morning, she says, you need to come. Yeah, she knocks on the yeah, door. Yeah, like she knocks on the, the door. You got to come. Get up, get dressed. You got to come to the Fargus place. Yeah, right. You got to see Fargus again. So she takes him there on her motorcycle and Fargus is dead in his koi pot. He's sleeping with the fishes, literally. He is. And the yeah. Nine Gates book is burning in the fireplace. That's so right. he gets it out. He manages to partially save it, but also some of the some of the pages are missing. The engravings are missing. Yeah, some of the engraving yeah. pages. Someone the engravings ripped, have all been pulled out. Yep. Yeah. So now the blonde is just with Corso on their way to Paris. She's Pretty just much. joined him. Yeah. She's just like and he's like, whatever. She's like, we have to go to Paris. And he's yeah. like, we? And she's like, well, I mean, yeah, there's two of us, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, they were going. I mean, he had to go anyway because he needs to go visit Baroness Kessler. Yes. Oh, Baroness Kessler. Mr. She's writing in. Mr. Corso. <laughs> the secretary. Oh, yeah. But the Baroness you have half is half an writing... hour. <laughs> half an hour. You have 30 minutes. The Baroness is writing an autobiography on the devil. Because I saw him once when I was a girl. I was 15 years old. Yeah, right. Yes. And she she just, she says, and I fell in love immediately. So Baroness Kessler, wait, should we give background on her? I mean, I don't really well, know what her background is, I she's guess. The but... one, she's the one who tells him about the Order of the Silver Serpent. Mm, yes. Which was like, I think rich meant people... originally to protect the copies of the book, but now it's just orgies. Rich people having orgies. Yes. Yeah. Now Correct. it's just rich people having orgies. But Baroness but was... Kessler, I mean, I don't know what her, I mean, she's a socialite. She's an author. She's wealthy, whatever. I don't really know her backstory. And she's in a wheelchair and she's missing part of her right arm. So something, yes. she was in some sort of horrible accident. Well, may, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but they, we never talk about it, but it doesn't matter. So don't worry about it. Yeah. But she is, she is in a wheelchair. Um, and so she also tells him that, re, you know, she also tells him Mrs. Tepler is the one who wanted the nine gates. She gives book. a very good explanation about a lot of stuff. Yeah, she does. And that Mrs. Tepler is a so, member of the order, which I'm guessing is that little snake. Silver ser- oh, yeah, of course. That little serpent, because it's the order of the silver mm-hmm. serpent. So she will not let him examine the book because she guesses that Balkan is his client. And she I should have like known the Balkan. Yeah. yeah, she kicks him out. <laughs> yep. He kicks him out. And when he leaves, the man who tried to run him down in the car in Portugal is following him. So he ducks in a bar, stays there for like hours. Yes. Just smoking and, and eating like French pastries, which is. Yeah. Life, life could be worse, you know. <laughs> there is so much smoking in this movie. Well, it's Europe. Um, and well, even in America. But like, man, the what kills me is the smoking while they're looking at these like books from like the 1500s and crap. I'm like, no, well, I know, but, but you know, it's funny and, the book. And, and we'll get to that, that funny part of it a little bit later. That's a good point. 
but but that is Europe. I mean, that is how it is. When you're sitting in a cafe, it's smoking and it's drinking coffee and it's drinking wine. That is what it is. Absolutely. But not when you're looking at. Oh uh, no, I agree with that. Old part. valuable I know, books. I know. I agree. It like it like literally oh, yeah. hurts my heart. It, I know. Like, I know. It makes it crumple in my chest. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but so when he leaves the bar. Um, the car tries to run him down again and then the man's chasing him again and the blonde rescues him and she's tough. She like kicks the guy in the face and stuff. Don't forget when we get to that point, he runs down that stairwell down to like a, like a, like a river or whatever. Yep. yep. And the guy comes down and then here's the best part. The girl shows up again, but remember she floats like flies down the staircase. I mean, she literally just flies down she does not touch the stairs. She floats and flies down the stairs. At this point, you're like, okay, this woman is not human. Yeah. And there's Hold something on else going on here. But yeah, I, I remember watching that part for the first time and going, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe she's an angel. Oh, I didn't. You know, or you, you, you don't, maybe. Right. And then she just basically busts the guy in the face and they go back yeah. to the hotel. And then she ends up getting a bloody nose during she it. Does. And she gets this is what I love in the hotel room. And it's just such a weird moment that like doesn't actually like forward the plot, but it's so like creepy. She put takes some of the blood from her bloody wipes nose in her hands and wipes it yeah. on his forehead in three it. lines. Ugh, it's just it. so like it. weird and and her eyes are glowing when she does it. So there's a couple times I'll, I'll talk about that too. Yeah, where her eyes literally like light up like a cat. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. It is bizarre. And then then he goes and he has well, that so, phone call with Balkan in the Yep. In the and phone Balkan book. and Balkan tells him, go back and see Baroness Kessler while the secretary's on lunch try, break. Try the lunch break, he tells him. And of course, then he tells him that Fargus is dead, and all he says is that's oh, tragic. <laughs> he yeah. He and so <laughs> so that night when he gets back to his room, he hides the book behind the room's mini fridge. Yep. Like it's the fridge is in a cabinet, which like I thought was a stupid place it. to hide it. But anyway, whatever. well, I think I think at this point hiding it might not be smart, anyways. But no. that's he that's doesn't want it with him. You know, he's he's the protagonist, and he did what was written for him to do. Yes. <laughs> so he goes back to see Baroness Kessler on the secretary's lunch break. He tells and her he's, he's got made, a peace offering for her. He's made copies of the engravings in Balkan's book. Right to show her that they don't match her book. So First, she, she gets all pissed off. First, she's like, what are you talking about? My book is fake, right? Yeah. So she then tells her, he tells her too, I think all three copies are genuine, but that they have variations. And so each has three of the, of the Lucifer engravings, which makes the total of nine across all three books. Yep. And so she lets him look at the book and he's right. But while he's looking at the book, he gets knocked out. Again. And don't forget, you were talking about how no smoking around the books. Remember, she uh, gives him permission yep. to, to look at the uh, books, and he's sitting there, and he pulls out a cigarette, and he's, you're wondering how she would have even known it, but you hear, <laughs> all you hear a voice off screen, you do not have permission to do that in my library, yeah, Mr. Corso. not have permission for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought that was pretty funny. So... He gets knocked out because, you know, he's a noir detective and noir yes. detectives get knocked out. Twice. My goodness. And when he comes to, the Baroness's um, wheelchair is in the corner of the room, like bumping into the wall. And he goes over to investigate and she is dead oh, in the yeah. wheelchair. Strangled with her tongue hanging out. Yeah, she is very dead. Yes. Oh, yeah, she's dead. 
and the outer room is on fire. So he tries to get her copy of the book, but he can't. So then he goes back to the hotel and that's when he discovers that someone has stolen the copy of the book that he hid, the Balkan yep. copy. Yep. And then he goes down which, to the desk and he says, something was and, stolen. Has anyone been in my room? And the guy tells him, just your wife. My wife? I don't have a wife. <laughs> I don't have a wife. And of course, that's when Balkan calls again. And that's when, remember, he, he um, he's asking who the woman was. And what, how does the guy describe her? 40-ish, dishy? <laughs> something like that yeah she, he hair. definitely says she's dishy yeah, dark hair and I dishy that. i love that yeah and then so balkan he has calls. to right. he has to admit to balkan that the book is gone well remember before that he tells him remember also first fargus is dead kessler's dead he mm-hmm. did his work and he's like oh straight i'm i'm in town by the way randomly right why don't we meet up so bring and, me my book back right and he goes, well there's more bad news and then he tells him whatever his silence and uh, balkan says hey, listen to me mr course listen, listen to me very carefully as you know, I'm a man who goes about doing whatever to go to great lengths to get whatever I want. I want my mm-hmm. book returned double time or, you know, it's going to be your ass, basically. And he just hangs up on him. And he's like, ah, crap. <laughs> yeah. So since Miss T- Mrs. Telfer seems to be the culprit here, um, Corso and the girl go to her hotel and she's just checking out. So they get in a taxi. Well, they try to get in a taxi to follow and them. You can't get a taxi. This is what makes the movie even better. They get in the Dodge Viper. Yes, she oh. steals a red Dodge Viper. And he's like, this won't, he's like, this is going to be really hard to tail them in. I, it's a really obvious car. And she's like, most people would kill to be in this car. Yes. One of my favorite cars and one of my favorite movies. So there you go, right there. Oh, this is perfect. It's a, and then of course they're, they're driving in that beautiful, you know, down the, you know, those French highways, the French countryside Mm -hmm. they're going to. So it's, you know, visually very nice to look at. Yeah. So Telfer and, and, and her crony are in a Rolls Royce, I believe. Yes. And And they, and they follow them and they sort of, they sort of sneakily follow them until they get to Miss Telfer's chateau. Well, remember how, remember they lose them because they get stuck behind that truck. Well, yeah. And then they end up kind of lost. And they're sitting here, they're, yeah, trying to figure out where to go. And her, he, she, she asked, the girl asked Corsa, which way do we go? He said, I don't know. You tell me. You know, you know everything. And she says, if you say so. And they're sitting there <laughs> trying to figure out left or right. And she asked him what was uh, Telfer's maiden name, San Martin. And right in front of them is a sign pointing that way. Oh, okay. Well, here to we go. To San Martin. That's right. So, yeah. So, obviously, her family at one point must have been rich yeah. if they and still maybe i mean she's rich now from her right. husband mr telfer but maybe the samaritans still are too who knows and they, there's they, a they chateau go and, there they in go and they see, remember they see that they, that guy in the bake shop first and they ask him if he yes. knows where sam martin is and he says yeah blah 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 chateau and he goes chateau i knew it <laughs> yeah chateau i knew it so they get to the chateau they sneak in she's having a party with her order yes so and they can I say just one thing about um, chateaus and these parties? I'm just going to make a disclaimer here. It's more of sure. an, more of inviting myself. Um, so I really, really love the movie Eyes Wide Shut as well, which we won't mm-hmm. discuss. It's not really in our topic, but it's great. Watch it, please. Um, and they have you know that giant party as well there. I'm just going to make a um, a um, a plea, not a plea, but just a I'm going to throw it out there. If any one of our listeners has these giant parties that happen in costumes and chateaus, <laughs> please invite me. Because I would be more than happy to attend one of them. That's it. That's all I, I had to say. I would love to attend the costume party. I don't know how I feel about the orgy. Oh, I want to attend every part of these events. Yeah, I know you do. 
And if anyone does one of these, as I said, please invite me and I will be more than happy to attend. You go do the orgies. I'll be I'll be downstairs in the basement doing the satanic rituals. Oh, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of the satanic ritual. My goodness gracious. Yes. But anyway, I just wanted to so, throw that out there. But yeah. So um, so they she's having the party with her order and they break into her bedroom and they to get the book. Yep. They get it. Yep. But she comes in and she pulls a gun. Yep. Yep. And then her henchman shows up and he takes them to the basement to kill them. But they get the jump on him and they get back throws upstairs. Him, throws him down the stairs. Yeah, and, and they big, get back upstairs. And the girl's like, I didn't think I had, I didn't think you had it in you, right? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> yep. Back upstairs, Miss Telfer is leading the satanic ritual, right? And Bobkins shows up. So he sneaks in. He's got like the the robe and he's like sneaking into the back right. of the of the crowd. And Balkan shows up and just interrupts the entire ritual. Mumbo like, jumbo, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he does the whole thing about like, like you'll never be able to do it. Like only I have, you know, his am his servant. Only charlatans. I, he calls them charlatans. Charlatans. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And then what so does he, he do with her? He chokes the ever living bejesus out of her with like her satanic pentagram necklace, basically with her I pentagram did. necklace. Which and Corso tries to stop it, but the blonde woman flies down from the she balcony yep. to stop Corso from yep. stopping Balkan and she from is, choking Mrs. Telfer to death. I would not mess with her. That She would mess you up. I mean, she's got obviously superhuman strength because she's not human. But oh, yeah, totally. I wouldn't want to mess with her. Totally. So, so Balkan then gets away with the book. Oh, remember the, tell him the scene where he scares everybody away. Remember that? When they're all, after he kills her, he's standing there, he gets his book, and he's about to leave. Oh yeah, and no, and he just, he just stands there and looks everybody and he goes boo, and everybody runs yeah, yeah. away from him. <laughs> yeah, boo. Um, so great. yeah, so he gets away with the book. They go after him, but they lose him. And then he takes off in that Range they, Rover. Yeah, that green find, Range Rover. Yeah, but they do end up finding their way to the gorgeous ruins where Balkan is piecing together. He's got all the, so, the pages of the engravings, and he's. I, can I rewind though before we get to that part? Oh though? yeah, yeah. So remember, he tries to chase him, but remember he takes the Rolls Royce and he gets stuck in that little creek. And Balkan's got the Range Rover, so he's gone. So oh, Corso right. doesn't yeah. remember where he went. So remember though, he so he gets all wet and he goes and he finds a cafe, and he has the picture member that Bal- with the castle on it that Balkan sent to Kessler. Yeah, and, it and says, that, sorry, that's right. I'm sorry, Frida, I found it first. And he goes to the owner of the cafe and asks, you know, excuse me, madame, you know, do you know where this this is? And her husband brings out a travel book and shows him where that castle yep, is. Shows them exactly where it is. Yeah, so that's right. So he starts I... hitchhiking and doing whatever. He, he's, he's in the back of a sheep truck. Remember, we love sheep yes. from American Werewolf in London. We love sheep. And he, yeah, I mean, he bah. goes all all in on this. And he, find, <laughs> and he, hey, finally, he, so he finally finds his way to this old castle. So anyway, I, I didn't want to leave that out. Yeah. So, you know, you're right. You're right. That is a good part. Cause he actually like yeah. has the postcard and it's like, wait, the postcard was like a bookmark. It was in, in one of the books. I yeah. Think. I forget where it was. It was, in I think one it was books. in, I think it was in the Baroness's book. I think it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So he gets, he gets to this beautiful, like gorgeous, like 12th century um, ruins. <laughs> yeah. 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 These ruins. Um, and it's at and, sunset. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, there's a. I'll, I'll talk about something in a minute. But go ahead. Yeah. Well. So so he's you know Balkan is there like laying out all the all the engravings in order, all the Lucifer engravings in order, 
And uh, might I add, he is a fantastic dresser. That pinstripe suit he has, killer. Oh, oh, killer. He's. I had he's to throw that out there. I'm a suit guy. Smart dresser. Smart dresser. I'm a suit guy, so I just had to toss that out there. Yeah. So Corso pulls a gun on Balkan, and promptly has it taken away. Like yeah. Because he, he, he tells him it's not his style. <laughs> yeah, he's so bad at this. Yeah. He's so bad he at this. He is bad. And um, let me see. The next thing is he, he falls through the floor, remember? He falls through the floor. Yeah, they're fighting and he falls to the floor. And he's like, I'll just let you watch. And then he tells him the line is, what does he say? Men have been burned alive to, um, for just a glimpse of what you're about to watch. He yes. To and, he, yeah. and he makes, he pours the gasoline out around him he makes the ring makes a circle of fire makes the ring yeah and he prays to satan and then he's like he's like i feel it like i'm invincible i can do anything and like he feels so invincible yep. that he lights himself on fire he pours the gasoline on sure himself does. and lights himself on fire and guess what he discovers yeah. he is not invincible yep. Nope. nope. He starts <laughs> not he starts all. lighting up like a wick. Yep. He just he just goes up in flames. So and then of course Corso so puts him Corso, out of his misery and shoots him. Yeah, Corso takes the pages. First. First he takes the pages. Well, yeah, that's important. Then they he almost shoots burn. him to put him out of his misery. I would have let the dude burn, but that's what it whatever. So and he, you know, he gets he gets out, he gets in his car, and who's there? But so, the girl. Yes. Now one I will say real quick, and you'll appreciate this. Anyone that watched the movie, I hope. This is where one of these moments of composition, and I mean like shot composition. Mm-hmm. There is that shot after he walks out of the tower and the uh, castle is burning. And the shot is framed where we see um, we're facing the castle would be the back of the camera's shot. And Corso is framed on the right side of the frame. You can see the reflection in the car and in his face of the burn uh, of the castle burning. The mm-hmm. sunset behind him is like out of control beautiful mm-hmm. and the range rover is sitting back there just out of focus on the left hand side of the frame like the cop yeah. when i watch it i'm not even lying about it. when i watch it i literally press pause and i just stare at that shot because it it's, is it's a great shot it is like mesmerizingly beautiful and that composition yeah. there is just like that is what a movie is all about right there I and mean, it is he's in the south of france god knows where and we're just in this incredible story. And like, could you imagine being in that situation? That is just, oh, anyway. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, that is the kind of thing that, you know, that master filmmakers yes. can do. And that's, that's what makes that movie. Yeah. And then, of course, the girl. And then So the blonde yeah. is there. Yep. She sure kisses is. him. And then they're just having sex in the ground outside the burning ruins. While, and that shot is amazing because well, she's there. There's and that shot that angles her. up to her. Yes. And behind and her is, be- the, is the castle just totally in flames. It's just. It's just flames. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, she looks scary when she's having now, sex with them. Like she starts looking scary. Is this, not is, is sexy. this, would you agree with it? it? Is her, is her face changing to a different person? Like as this goes, it looks like she's morphing like into someone else as this whole scene goes on. Right. I didn't see that. I just saw her face getting like, kind of like terrifying. Right. She's sitting there and she's riding him and she's just, her face almost, you see it's her. But for a second, her face almost becomes another woman and then comes back and then changes again. Like she's almost changing. And her eyes are like that glowing cat green yep, again. Her eyes are doing that glowing I thing. I mean, that scene, you talk about some satanic stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. it's That it's is up creepy. there with one of the great scenes of just like, holy cow. And you can, you know, what she's, I mean, oh, 
it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, that 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 so, sequence right there is 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 masterful. It's a great sequence. Oh. So then, so then the next morning, she tells Corso that the ninth engraving was a forgery, mm-hmm. and so he has to go back to the Siniza brothers in Portugal to get the real one. They stop at the gas so station. He goes back there. Oh, they stop at the gas station, right? Remember that about the gas station. Remember, she tells him it didn't work. They're driving back, and he, she tells him it didn't work because the ninth engraving was a forgery. And then immediately he's like, where is it? I want it. And at this point, you can yeah. tell he's not just curious anymore. He's obs- he needs this. He's obsessed with this, and he has he's to obsessed. have this. So they go, they stop, because she, then she tells him you're low on gas. So he goes in, gets gas, and goes in the little mini mart and comes back out. And, of course, she's gone. Yeah, and then she's And the gone. phony engraving is sitting on the windshield, and it says the um, – what's the brother's name again? I forget. What'd you say? The Siniza brothers. And it says on there, Siniza brothers. So yeah, now, he, that's now right. he knows where to go. So now he knows where to go. So he goes to he goes back to Portugal and he gets he gets there and it's not it's not a bookstore anymore. Like it's just completely pretty much empty. And there's these two workmen there played by the same the yep, same, same guy, guy who played the Sneeza brothers. I love that. Yeah. Which is well, which Pepe almost Lopez. makes me wonder, which almost makes me wonder sometimes if the if the Sneeza brothers were as real as Right, right they seemed in the beginning sure, like sure. maybe they're part of this hellish there's there's definitely something to question i would say thing. yeah yeah so so they're gone but he does find the page it like shakes loose from the rafters or something well, when the workmen it, are doing that's, something that part is amazing because he because um that the the two workmen don't they don't speak english and and mm-hmm. corso doesn't speak uh he doesn't speak portuguese so he can't talk to them so at this point he's like damn you know i'm screwed at this point what am i gonna do and he's about to walk out, and they're moving this big drawer, this 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 big dresser, like this ten foot dresser. Mm-hmm. And as it starts to lean over, you see a piece of paper covered in dust <sighs> fall off, and you go, you you know immediately, you go, oh my god, that's it, yeah, yeah, that's it. And then so the last bit after he finds the page, you see him back at the ruins, mm-hmm. and he's just walking into the light in the in the gate that's the entrance yep. to the ruins yep. and that's the end that's, that's it. it and you're sitting there and you start going you're <laughs> <laughs> like this is the best movie ever <laughs> like ah, oh, i love it because it's this it's like the hero's journey but yeah. it's like this dark hero's journey yeah where instead of like he was on yeah instead of like finding himself and becoming this like this like good better person or whatever he has actually gone through the 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 journey of finding out that you know that people are trying to raise the devil Uh and then finding out that like it might be real and then becoming utterly obsessed with it and then in the end question mark doing it so okay there's there's lots we're not going to spend forever on it but (laughs) So although I, we could, oh, I mean, I could spend the rest of my life on it, quite frankly. Um, so, it is he is he going into the underworld? Is he going into into hell, or is he enlightened? And is he going into, or is the ninth gate a place that brings you to enlightenment and gets you out of hell? Which one oh, is and, it, right? And like, okay, so the other thing I wonder I is, know. is he completing the ritual by going through the gate, or did he complete it when he had sex with with the girl? So good question. Or was that part of it? Okay. It, it like, sh- did that complete the ritual? And then he just had to go because when he finds the last, the real 
the real one, yeah. um, the real final engraving, yeah. it has her face on the lady riding the beast. So she's the whore of Babylon, right? Right. Right. That's a that's one interpretation so of it. Was him having sex with her actually the completion of right this of yeah. the right? Pretty yeah. Much. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. so, yeah, so at the end, I think it is the ninth gate that he's walking through. Like, sure. that is now the portal. But sure. I don't know what happens then. Does he walk through and does he meet Satan? Does or, he walk towards it and Satan comes out right. <laughs> after we cut? Like, right. does he go in and now he's in hell? Or, or, or is it, was he living in hell? And yeah, and it, it, it's, it's actually the other way around. And, it's in, and, it's, and he now, now is enlightened by finding this. I don't know. Yeah, um, we don't know. Right. And that's what it is. I mean, the, the nine gates, the kingdom of shadows is a puzzle. And yeah. you need to put it together by finding the right pieces. And the so, problem was Balkan was obsessed with these material things and having these. And he really had no faith and no understanding of what was really happening here. Mm-hmm. He just wanted power. And he didn't under, you know, people that say they want to worship the devil. They don't even know what the hell they're talking about. You know, no one understands what they're saying when they say those things. So you don't even really know what you're getting yourself into. When mm-hmm. you've got a case of Corso, he's a book dealer who is just trying to make a living, and he's trying to—what did he say in the movie? He believes in his percentage when somebody yeah. asks him something. He's just trying to do his, his, his thing. But he gets into this, and he gets into a world that, quite frankly, it, it reminds me a little bit of Pet Cemetery, sort of, where look at the power of that burial ground, right? You cannot—a res- no, right. human being cannot resist that kind of power. Right. You know, he buries his whole family there, and in this case— he finds a book that could lead to incredible afterlife or eternity or Satan or who the heck knows what it is. You wouldn't read. Let me tell you right now, if that book was real, you would never <laughs> see me ever again because I would go into that gate and I would never return. Let me tell you, I'll be very I would, honest. I would be really tempted to go oh, through that gate. That's what I mean. I mean. You can't resist something like that. You cannot just do the it. Cu- just the sheer curiosity of like, right. is it real? What right. will actually happen? Like, right. Humans are very curious creatures. And, and it's interesting. In, in the movie, throughout the movie, he doesn't, he thinks it's all nonsense. And then as the movie evolves, he totally buys more and more into this. And he starts to be like, oh my God, this is insane. This is crazy. Right. Oh. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he's already, he's already not what you would call a good guy. Uh, he's not a, awful awful person but i mean he just he's just a but dude he's, yeah, yeah he's he's not a great person like he's no, he's, not. he's he's committing basically fraud yeah. he's you know he's Pretty much whatever he's not a great guy and so he is he is kind of ripe to be led quote unquote astray sure by the girl yeah and so and the book so yeah and that part that part that's that's obviously open-ended of course you know, is she the whore of Babylon? Is she an angel to guide him to this? Is she one of Satan's um, gatekeepers, devils, you know, one of Satan's demons? I don't know what she is. Is she Satan? Yeah, there you go. Sure. That's purposely left open-ended. We know that's 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 not I supposed mean, to be answered, I don't think. I definitely I definitely think that that she's work on the side of evil of satan and that he has but then i love i love movies like that where in the end the protagonist goes with evil (laughs) there there are a few other movies where that happens and i just i love those movies they're just because they turn it on its head with the like everybody always resisting evil there's there's people who who won't Uh who wouldn't 
like I said, if that happened to me, oh, I'm I'm out of here. You're never going to see me again. I'm gone to wherever <laughs> that world is. So in case anyone's wondering, the the nine gates, the engravings, right? Mm-hmm. I guess they're written in Greek or Latin or whatever. So you got to decipher them, right? So if you're interested, the first gate, which has the knight on the horseback, and he's making the you know quiet symbol with his finger over his mouth. Mm-hmm. Silence is golden. The second gate uh, in- engraving is the man with the keys in his hand. Mm-hmm. They open that which is closed. The third gate, which is the guy shooting the arrow from above, the lost word keeps the secret. The fourth gate has the picture of the jester looking at the closed up door. Fate is not the same for all. The fifth gate has a man counting his money with a, with a skeleton um, beside him. In vain. Sixth gate is the man hanging upside down that his, remember his buddy from the bookstore had. I am enriched by death. The seventh gate has the people playing chess. Remember, one was a white chessboard, one was a black chessboard. Mm-hmm. The disciple surpasses the master, which is interesting. The whole story arc in there as well. The eighth gate, it's a priest. Um, there's a man kneeling, and there's like a knight above him with a mace, and he's like getting ready to clobber him from behind. Virtue lies defeated. And the ninth gate, of course, is the, the woman riding the seven-headed, you know, the, the whore of Babylon, we think. Now I know that from darkness comes light. Those are your nine gates engravings, nice. and those are translated into English. Yep. Nice. So yeah, That's all, awesome. Yeah, so it's that puzzle. you got to figure it out. Remember, Balkan's trying to – he has him in front of him, and he's reading. He, what turns out is he reads completely the wrong thing. That's why it didn't work for him, or we think yep. it didn't. Yeah, because he didn't know what the heck he was doing. Right. Because, look, if, so, Satan, if Satan is real, he's going to test you, and he's gonna, you have to do it right. You have to do things properly to gain into his kingdom. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you have to have, yep. you have to have the right, the right, uh, the goods, as it were. Yeah, and um, or you will be punished as he was, and he burned to death for it. So there you go. So this movie, by the way, was based on a book which I have not read, but I really want to. And I'm embarrassed to admit I haven't either. Yeah, I really want to read the book. Club, uh, what is it? Club Dumas. Club Dumas. The Club Dumas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Spanish, Dumas, depending on how you Spanish pronounce it. Author or is he Portuguese? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. He's and it was only written in the early 90s, so it, it's not Let old. Let me see. I, or, he is right? he is Spanish. He's from Spain. Early 90s book, right? Fairly new I, book. You know what? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I'm is. not even sure when it was written, you guys, but I want to read it now. Well, as we know, every movie is based on a book, of course. So, Pretty Well, and the book is always better. No, uh, not always. <laughs> not, not always. Not always. Definitely not always. Not always. Um, often, often different though. So I'm I'll Sadly, be interested to see how yeah. this differs. Um, so let's see, is there anything else we want to talk oh, about? Like I said, I if mean, we could just everything. go on for hours and hours and hours, but you know what? It's just this atmospheric, I mean, look, Europe is beautiful. <clears throat> you can't beat walking around little towns in Europe and, you know, the coffee shops. And that is what's so, you know, it's so neat to see that in those, those villas and those chateaus that's so cool to see that stuff. And castles in Europe are just so. And oh, by the way, it's in the south of France. That castle is real. You can go there. The one at the oh. end of the movie. You can go there. So if anybody goes, please send us photos. I will go at some point. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes. 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 It's like an 11th century ruin. Um, it's very cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just love the whole atmosphere of it. Yeah. Seeing these quaint little, you know, European places. And it's so cool to see that. And just. Just this seedy underbelly of what these wealthy people spend their time doing, basically. Like I said, 
you know, I'm kind of half joking about these you know, aristocratic parties <laughs> they have. Well, I'm, I'm not joking, but <laughs> you know, just it's just such an interesting story. It just, I mean, it it, it just oozes with like sinister, you know, storyline. It's just it's it, yeah. it, it's so evil. I just I love it. I love it. Fact, I love. You know, it, it, I, I I made that pet cemetery um, uh, connection. It's like. I don't want to go bury people in there, but I want to live somewhere near where a place like that exists. And I want a book like this to exist. <laughs> yes. I want, I, yes. so I, you compared it to, oh, to Pet Cemetery. Man. I compared a little bit to the, the witch oh. because of that, that journey into the darkness I'm, I know. and the evil. I love I it. Know. So we're going to do that one at some point. Um, but our next movie will be Ravenous. Oh, and if you're so going good. to watch it, it is the 1990s Ravenous, not the one from a right? couple years ago. Or 2000, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's the one from the 90s, not the one from, from like 2016 or 2017. Which we've heard is good one. though, right? Yeah. Which and we've heard good. that one's good. So we'll yeah. probably do that at some point. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this time we're doing the, the horror Western <sighs> Ravenous. So good. And uh, before we go, please, if you enjoyed the podcast, guys, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening so that more people can find us. And don't forget, send us your movie suggestions and send us your like stories and thoughts about the movies we've watched so far at the scary movie podcast at gmail.com. That's the scary movie podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear what you guys think about this or your stories about about how you've interacted with movies or visited places in the movies or whatever. We love that stuff and we'd love to hear it and share it. And if you have a copy of the nine gates of the kingdom of shadows, please let us know so we can take a look at it. Yes. Uh, maybe you you can maybe send us a Xerox of it. So you can totally buy like a phony edition of it on Amazon, I think, which I should probably do at some point. Oh, so cool. And put it on the pedestal. Like he had Balkan has it, his little thing. Yeah. That's so cool. I just want it in PDF and I'll read it on my, on my Kindle. Oh, I got to have the actual <laughs> bound. You got to have the bound book with the, with the, with the pentagram on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would be really cool. It oh, would go out in my library. Oh yeah. My bookshelf for sure. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, that's it guys. Thanks for listening yes. and, uh, and keep in touch and we will talk to you next time. Later. Later. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.